1: Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score podcast for the state quarterfinals in Illinois. We'll also talk a little Iowa football as well with Bettendorf still remaining. So on the Iowa side of the river as well. And we're excited because we got a couple normal faces that you hear and see all the time. Corey Cuffler and Brian Stocking along with Matt Randazzo. But we're we're pumped to have a, a loyal listener maybe yeah, into the podcast, loyal. and and uh, <laughs> Orient head coach Chip Filla joins us, and coach, I know you must rather be planning a game plan for a state quarterfinal game than hanging out with us, us idiots, but we appreciate you coming in, this well, is a good consolation prize.
0: It absolutely is, and I just wanted to have some retribution, so when you guys called me and said, hey, you know, we'd like uh, to have you on, I'm like, heck yeah, let me go in and get my jabs at it, <laughs> you know, as opposed to being on the we go. Uh, on the other end of this, Um no, it's, it's been great. Uh, it been, I, I would love to be coaching right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I was very proud of where my team went, and I'm proud of where we're headed. So um, so I guess, yeah, I guess consolation. But well, it's well, okay. Th- I get to sit next to Corey. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get to sit across from me, which yeah. is not even matter.
1: Um, you, Arms
0: length away from Brian because I may have to go get <laughs> yeah, him. stock has <what? laughs> <no, Fox laughs> been really good, he's, though. So. But he's
1: been saying a lot of bad things, Coach. Know, oh, he's always oh, that. 0-9 oh, this year. He questions. Cuff last year was questioning everything you do with Logan Lee. <laughs> right. Like, nonstop. I'm I, the only it's s- undel- you're the only one that's supportive of me. I, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> say it. I don't want to say, say it, that. But you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I mean. um, with that being said, it's cool because we're going to talk about three teams to, that you played against. And, and before we get into the games and all that kind of stuff, just talk about your conference because you have the likes of Morrison, you have the likes of Newman, and um, you have the likes of Princeton all still alive in the quarterfinals. And you, and you
0: played all these teams. Yeah, isn't yeah, we went through the gauntlet. I mean, I mean, I don't know that anybody maybe had a tougher schedule than us um, as far as that goes, especially on our side. Maybe you know Morrison could say that. Um, I, I mean, when you take a look at what Princeton does, um, unbelievable. I mean, Coach Pearson's got a great thing going on over there. Uh, we had to go to their place and play with as a hostile environment. Um, w- what we had done to them in the last few years, I know the when they got a hold of us, they they really wanted to make a statement. and Their kids were ready to play, uh, and Newman is Newman. I think that's like what everybody says about him. And we had the opportunity to play him twice within three four weeks of each other, um, and you know, and, and both times going to Sterling, they're just you know. M- utmost respect for them I mean you know we we think we're pretty good as far as the uh, being on the upper echelon of this league if you want to win this league you got to go through Newman and everything happens that way so you've got to build your team to beat them and you know that's kind of what I think we're all trying to do
3: what were you most impressed about with your team this year Uh, because you lost so many seniors from last year and a lot of guys playing a lot of new roles this year
0: I was just really I was really impressed with our chemistry um, you know if you if you when you walk out there and we're not the biggest we're not the fastest but we are together and everything that we do our kids did everything they were asked to do at the best of their ability um, I would like to think Orion is Orient I mean this this team I, I think everybody thought that they were down and they kind of had that little chip on their shoulder so to speak and they kind of went through there and did their thing and I was really excited for them to win but they just really everything they bought into everything that we had to do, and I told them then in the last meeting, you'll never understand, you, you you won't understand the significance of this season for you guys. I know people are gonna be like, oh, it's five and five, and you know it's one of your not one of your better years, but like for what this group did and how they were, it really solidified our program in my in my opinion. Um, anytime that you can get through like I don't want to say down years because I don't want to take anything away from our kids, right. but. Just to get them back in when everybody wrote them off and never had a quarter. Our quarterback had never played because they to sit behind uh, Dawson. You know, we didn't have. We were replacing the great Logan Lee and the Seth West and the Jeffrey Holbrooks and all those guys, Austin Max, the K. Jacksons of the world. And they just came in and didn't miss a beat. And I I was really, really pleased with them and and to kind of leave their own mark on our program. But and again, it'll it really it really hit them in ten years, I think, or even in five. Like just how good that this season was for them.
1: Yeah, we're excited because um, tonight we'll talk to all five head coaches um, from the, from the that are going to be playing in the big games. What is this like for you? What is this week like for you? What is this, uh, not this year, but in previous years, what's quarterfinals like? And balancing everything because you have a job to do and getting your team prepared, but the, the town's going crazy. Um, you know, the, the, the support is fantastic, getting logistics of here, there, and everywhere, either if you're on the road and buses and all that stuff are bringing everybody there. What is this week like, and can it, can it be overwhelming sometimes? It, no, I absolutely.
0: actually, it's not overwhelming. I mean, you've got some first-year coaches, and Coach Willits is um, he, he a young guy. My very first year, we went to the quarterfinals in 2009. And I, can only, I can't speak for him, but my first year, I don't think my feet ever touched the ground. You know what I mean? Like, I was just so happy to be with a great team and right. this great program. And, God, this was the greatest job in the world. I, 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 didn't, I, I think it's still a dream to me at times. So when we went into Morrison, uh, we didn't know any better that they were ranked number one in the state. And, you know, we were just going in there to take our swings at them. So I was just really flying um, as far as that goes. Now, opposed to last year, where we had, you know, we had a great team going in. I mean, they were very confident in what we did, even despite what we had just done the previous two weeks where we had to, our last-second heroics, you know, in the two previous rounds. Right, right. But they, they were very they were very confident in what they did, and, and you know, it's like we had all been through it before. So the, you don't really get nervous, I don't think, and I, I, I think it's kind of, you know, status quo, so to speak. Um, but... I, I think probably my, f- my first year, if, I was gonna be, if there was going to be any kind of worrisome or nerves, it, it would have been then. But like I said, I was just too, too, too dumb to realize, yeah. wow, <laughs> what a great deal. Well, hey, you, we, we, we may never get back here.
1: We can believe that. We can, we can <laughs> see that. <laughs> and you're
2: right, You Coach. don't know how many people have realized that, yeah, you are dumb. <laughs> yeah. um, I Coach, mean, okay, what I was going to ask was, um, you've been, and you've been on both sides of it, where you've been a top-seeded team and a lower-seeded team. How hard is it for it to be a top-seeded team and then being told – in The second or third round, even though you're 9 and 0 or 10 and 0, hey, you've got to go to a team that's 6 and 4, you know, because th- they didn't get a home game. How hard is that? Because you've worked, that's what you work is all that, year for. Is that
1: a stupid rule? Do you like I, that I rule? Or I don't, or no? no,
2: I don't. I don't. I will never say anything that
0: IHS say is stupid. <laughs> I think everything <laughs> they, they do listen, is really, really they don't well. Listen, don't Greg worry. Anderson, I'm calling you, I haven't called yet. a great job. No, I mean, to me that doesn't matter. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, I don't. I don't mind that rule. And I, you're, you're talking to the wrong guy. I'm. I'm the type of person like, here's the platform. This is the rules that are set. I'm not gonna. I don't really care. You. You tell me what time the bus leaves and who we're playing, and I'll get on it, and we'll do. We'll take our best shot with them. Now I would like to be an Orion all the time, yeah. but I mean, obviously, but <laughs> I mean,
1: you got to go on the road. We had to go to Rock Ridge last year. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, and all you right. still like that rule? I don't know no, what's wrong with no. you. Hey, well, let's break down these games, and, and we'll start in 3A, and um, it's a great matchup. Um, uh, Princeton is back at home after taking care of of Hall last week, and, and we're really happy and and um, um, excited to be joined by our first guest. We're joined now by the head coach of the Princeton Tigers getting set for a huge game coming up this Saturday. Uh, Coach Ryan Pearson joins us. And, Coach, it's been a a fun time. We talked to you after your victory on Saturday, and I know you guys were excited to head home. Before we talk about football, X and O's, you know, what to expect, tell me what it's like in this town right now because I know you guys are are really excited, and and the community is behind you guys 100%. Yeah,
4: I mean, our our community and, and our fan support, you know, I think it's been awesome. You know, you, you kinda drive down the, the main streets of Princeton and there's streamers everywhere and and uh you know all the businesses and and you know they they've either got the windows painted with fear of the stripes or, or you know the they've got advertisements, you know, up on their signs and so it's it's obviously it's just a you know it's very fun time for, for obviously the, the football program and our kids but you know it's it's also an exciting time for, for our school and, and our community.
3: Ryan, what does it mean for you for this group of guys to be into the quarterfinals and uh, be in the be one of those elite eight teams right now?
4: You, you know, I mean, it obviously means a lot because you know when you come in and 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 you kind of set goals, you know, for for your program and you know what what you want to see it get to and, and kind of the blueprint and the foundation for for how you want to get there and you know it's just there's been a lot of hard work, you know, that, that our kids have put in and, and in the weight room and, and all of our off season stuff that we do. And, you know, and, and I told the kids last week, it kind of all leads up to, you know, these types of opportunities, but, you know, at the same time, you know, they, they've got to enjoy it because, you know, I, I think that they've, they've truly earned it, you know, through everything that they've went through. And, you know, it's my first year was pretty tough, you know, we went three and six and, you know, we kind of started to turn the corner a little bit, you know, last year with, you know, going 7-4 and four and losing in the second round of the playoffs to, to state runner-up Byron. And, you know, now we're kind of taking it a step further. And, you know, that's that's certainly what you want to see. You want to see progress, you know, in your program each and every year. And, and like I said, it's just an exciting time for not only all of us that are involved in it, but, but our high school and our community as well.
0: Well, hey, Coach. Uh, it's Coach Filler here. I want to let you know that, you know, we're pretty proud of you guys from the track. Um, all these teams that have been in the quarterfinals and you guys are uh, doing as well as you are. Hey, I thought you've done a wonderful, wonderful job of really spearheading um, what Coach Snyder had going on and kind of taking it to a new level the last couple of years. Um, so let me let me ask you, since I haven't seen him on film, how does Paxton look, um, and is there anybody close to them that you guys have played throughout the season?
4: Well, I mean, obviously, I think Paxton is, is, is a pretty talented football team you know they've got uh, quite a few athletes you know they're they're running back and quarterback tandem I think is you know is, is as good as we've seen uh, I think their running backs uh you know he's like five foot nine and, and he's like 195 200 pound kid and uh possesses quite a bit of speed I think he's coming in with about 1300 yards rushing throughout the season and you know the quarterbacks you know, he's able to hurt you with his legs and, and he's able to hurt you through the air, you know, so he's definitely a dual threat kid. And, you know, I think he's thrown for uh, close to 1500 yards, you know, this season. So, you know, we certainly have our work cut out for us, but, you know, fortunately, you know, for us playing, you know, in our league, you know, I think, you know, we come into the quarterfinals, you know, pretty battle tested. You know, I think our conference is obviously very, very tough and, and uh you know there's a lot of good coaches in our league that you know certainly present challenges for us to to try to defend and and uh you know i i don't think that they do anything you know any differently than than what some of the other teams do but you know they've just they've got some pretty good athletes that, that we've got to contain and, and and not give up the big play
1: coach talk about that a little more because you look sitting here and we're doing a podcast and we're talking about three teams still alive in your conference and you mentioned what what that league can do, and and preparing you for for what's to come. Uh, how good is this conference? How good is the Three Rivers as a whole? And and what does it mean to you guys right now, knowing that you guys were battle tested basically every step of the way?
4: You know, I I'll be honest. I think our conference is a bear. Uh, you know, from top to bottom, and and uh, you know, going from the small side to the big side. You know, I I think it's it's just phenomenal football, and. You know, I'm coming from, you know, the Middle Atlantic Conference. You know, I coached at Canton before I came to Princeton, and you know, it, and I thought that the the Middle Atlantic was, you know, one of the top, you know, four A, five A, you know, six A conferences in the state. You know, and if we had a chance to, to get to the playoffs, you know, I, I certainly liked our chances when we got there, just because of the competition that we played throughout the season. And and I, I think exactly the same, you know, of the Track Conference. I mean, you look at you know, Gibson City right now they're they're playing in the quarterfinals of two A. You've got uh Morrison, you know, who's who's gonna be playing in the quarterfinals, you know, in one A and, and uh, you know, I, I really felt uh, it was just kind of unfortunate that, you know, we had to run into another track school, uh and with our second round game I think Hall was, you know, playing extremely good football, you know, at, at this point in time of the season and, you know, they were coming off of a huge win. You know, on the road at Pietone, and and you know, I I think if you know we wouldn't have had to run into Hall in the second round of the playoffs, there might have been four teams, you know, from the track that that uh, you know would still be playing at this point in time. So, you know, I, I certainly think that you know the, the the brand of football, you know, that the track plays, uh, you know, it doesn't really get any better than that when it comes to you know strength of schedule and 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 each of the coaches that are in the league that. That prepare their teams, you know, it really, you know, focuses us to, to make sure that we take care of all the little things and, and you know, and, and all focusing on those little things, I think has helped us get to this point.
2: Coach, you guys have, uh, in four of your games this year, you've held opponents to seven points. In three of those games, in three more games, you've held them to no points. Describe how the defense sort of spearheads the amount of offense. We've heard all about the offense and it's been tremendous but the defense has done its part as well, hasn't it?
4: Yeah, and that's, I, I think our defense has been, you know, extremely underrated all year. You know, kind of our offense is is what gets a little bit of the publicity because of the, the numbers that we're putting up and, and, and some of the accolades that some of the kids are getting. But, you know, our, our defense has been, I think, stellar all year. You know, and outside of, you know, our Week 2 game, you know, against Newman, Um, you know, that really wasn't even the defense's fault. You know, we had five turnovers in that game and and really put our defense, you know, in some bad situations. But at the same time, they really bailed us out with, you know, with with some huge goal line stands. They bailed us out with holding them to a field goal. And, you know, our, our defense really, in my opinion, you know, has been the strong suit, you know, of our team. You know, I knew coming into this year that, you know, we had the opportunity to be pretty potent offensively, but, you know, I always felt that the strong suit of our team was going to be, you know, our defense, and and they certainly haven't disappointed up to this point.
1: Coach, we we wish you the best of luck. Um, bef- what's this late week like for you? Are you are you chill? Are you okay? Are you is it nerve wracking for you? Or are you focused on what's kind of going on?
4: You, you know, I I'm, I'm fortunate that I've been here before. Uh, if it was my first time, I'd probably be. Uh, pretty nervous, <laughs> but uh, you know, at the same time, I, I we're, we're trying to keep it, you know, as normal as possible for our kids and, and keep our practice routine the same and uh, kind of you know all of our lifting schedule and things like that. And um, you know, the, the biggest thing for us is we just want to come out and and be as prepared as possible, you know, on Saturday to, to face a good Paxton team. And and I think our kids have done a great job of of staying grounded you know we talk about being confident but not cocky and and i think our kids you know are uh the epitome of that right now you know they're very confident you know that we can come out and play well but at the same time you know we've we've got to make sure that we continue to focus on the little things that that have gotten us to this point in the season and and uh you know i'm i'm excited you know it's it's this is what you play for this is all the hard work that you that you put in the off season and and everything leading up to this point uh, to have those type of opportunities, you know, you, you really can't ask for more than that.
1: Well, coach, we appreciate it. We really appreciate you taking some time in what is a very busy week for you. Uh, best of luck on Saturday. Uh, can't wait to see you out there, and uh, hopefully we can be talking to you next week and talking about a semifinal showdown as well.
4: Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: So awesome to talk to Coach Pearson. You can tell the excitement behind that program. And it's an intriguing game, guys, because uh, Princeton's been impressive all year long. He talked about that one loss early in the year, five turnovers against Newman, and Newman came back to beat them. Other than that, this last week against Hall was the first time they had been tested in, in two and a half months. Right. And, and that's the thing, to have
3: a game in the second round of the playoffs where you do get tested, that only pays some dividends, and, and Chip, I'm going to ask you, you got to see Rondé Worrells up close, I mean, how good is that kid? Rondé's
0: pretty good, um, very, very explosive, um, real, real big kid, gets north-south in, in a hurry, I mean, I think that, they, they, you know, there's times where he likes to get outside, but they are a straight gap power team, and him and C. Gap running north and south is might be the scariest thing for a lot of these three A schools. I mean, he's he's a legit talent.
2: You look at Princeton though uh, against Hall, they really struggled offensively. They had four turnovers, three lost fumbles, and they uh, only led six to nothing going into the fourth quarter against a Hall team that their defense held. I mean, their defense only allowed sixty-two yards of offense. Princeton. Um, has seven times this year they've held teams to seven points or less, three by shutout. And their defense had to come to the rescue on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I was out there,
1: and I, I won't be. I, I'll be honest with you guys, because it was 41-0 first time they played. And I knew rivalry game, playing each other twice, and but I, I didn't plan on staying the whole game. I really didn't. I thought that by the third quarter it would be in hand, and 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 give Hall a ton of credit. They played well, but you know, we're sitting there in the in the fourth quarter. It was still six nothing. Got to nine nothing. They got a touchdown late to to end it. Um, and, and coach talked about that offense. We'll get a lot of the love and and the gibson kids does a fantastic job at quarterback and and you have ronde worls and and the other weapons but uh, the fact that that defense and and coach talked about it that de- defense wins championships and coach you know it as well it, it, your your group had that last year your group had had the the stars and the the names on offense but it was the defense that did a lot of the damage that kind of went overlooked during the year.
0: Yeah, the, these guys are very opportunistic defensively. You know, as as Stock was saying uh, about the the shutouts and the and the only giving up one score and how, how many different games we happen to be part of that shutout and. You know, that's our. That's I think that's the first shutout that we've, or the first game we've been shut out yeah, in almost ten years. Wow. So I mean, just I mean, you know, that yeah, that, I, that that I, being I said, I that. think <laughs> did you? I'm glad you didn't bring that up. I would have had to come across the table.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, uh, no,
0: they they're very very good that way. They have a great scheme. They're tough up front. Um, yeah, I think you know the best kept secret maybe on that Princeton team is is that is that defensive and really the front seven. Uh, I think they do a great
1: job. Pa- uh, Stack, tell us about He talked a little bit about Paxton, but what do you know about I know you do your research and all that kind
2: of stuff. Paxton is a team that went on the road last week, beat Farmington 35-7. At, uh, no, I think they were at a home, but against Farmington. Yeah, you're right. They're
3: away but, at Farmington.
2: Um, Farmington was a very good team, and Paxton just took it to them. It was like 35-7 was the final, 28 um right off the bat, it seemed. And they just took it right to the Farmers. Um, for Princeton, another thing to uh, wonder about is the health of Wyatt Davis. Davis is their star receiver. He missed the North Boone game. He was out for the Hall game. I'm not sure if he'll be back for this well, you game. You should
1: have asked Coach well, that. He was just on the – I, I, I only had a few I, minutes. I gave you one question and you wasted – You didn't me. give so me a question. I had So to come PBL
3: up does up. score a lot of points, so I'm looking at their, uh, their run down here. 40 – it seems to be about the average points for them per sure. game. So it, it could be a high-scoring game. It's definitely going to be something where the Princeton defense will be challenged this week.
1: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Of course, uh, I'm not betting against uh, Princeton at this point of the season at all. So it'll be a fun game. It's in Princeton. It is Princeton versus Paxton. Um, That game is at 1 o'clock, am I right? 1 o'clock in Princeton. 1 o'clock in Princeton, so it'll be a lot of fun. Of course, full coverage right here on WQAD. Let's move to 2A and and these next two matchups because 2A and 1A get really exciting Right. because they're two teams, or you look at it, four teams total that that we know a lot about. And when the season and the uh, postseason started, we kind of looked at it with some fun matchups. And we got two of them, and we'll start in 2A. Newman is on the road uh, excuse me, yeah, Newman's on the road down at Knoxville, and uh, we'll start things off by talking with the home team's head coach, and, and we're excited to have him join us right now. We're joined now by the head coach of the Knoxville Blue Bullets, Ryan Heber joins us now. And, Coach, I know it's a, a busy time for you guys. Before we talk X's and O's and all that kind of fun stuff, um, what has this run been like for you guys? What's the season been like for you guys? I know uh, I'm sure that community is going crazy and really fired up and excited about what you guys have been doing.
5: Yeah, uh, you know, it's been a real exciting year. Uh, the kids have worked really, really hard. And and the support we get from uh, uh, our, our, you know, our, our parents and, and, you know, the the aunts and uncles and, and, and the old players is just outstanding, so it's been a real good run.
3: Coach, you come in as the number one seed overall. Is there anything to that as far as the bullseye that, that goes along with it, or is for your team, was it don't worry about that, just go out and play football week to week, and wherever you end up is wherever you end up?
5: Yeah, I think the latter, you know. Uh, let's just go out and play football and, and have fun and play fast and be confident in what we're doing and 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 uh you know the number one seed was just kind of you know i guess uh a, a part of the circumstance you know i mean uh it, and with our with the way we finished undefeated you know and our playoff points and things like that so uh no pressure being the number one seed let's go out and take care of our business and have some fun all
0: right coach a hey, uh so i really curious about uh how your practice schedule is have, have you guys ever seen a wishbone team before that you're going to see this week uh, kind of joke oh yeah. There. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah yeah we've seen a few wishbone teams i can you know we don't see them as often as, as we used to you know um i guess we're kind of still throwback like newman we're we're we run a little bit of wishbone probably run a few more wing sets than they do and uh and things like that but you know it's i guess it fits our kids best it's what we teach best um and and uh, in, in you guys know, and coaches know that if your kids aren't confident, and they aren't playing fast. It's kind of a recipe for disaster. So,
0: well, I was I was telling yeah. Corey off the air um, before we started that the last time I seen this group of Knoxville kids is when they were in junior high, and I don't know that they were real real successful when they were in junior high. So you have you and your staff have just done a great great job of getting them to be nine and zero in the number one seed and. Um, I think that just goes to show that your four years of growing inside a program—I hopefully you would you would agree to this—it makes all the difference in the world. Whatever happens in junior high doesn't really set the tone for what's going to be happening you, in the next four years. Know,
5: yeah, I mean junior high athletics. I'm not t- trying to take a shot here, but you know junior high football and high school football are are night and day. You know, I mean I think if you, if you have your athletic skill kids, you know, and they put some time in and things like that, they're always. They're always going to be pretty good athletic skill kids, but I think the real growth is comes from from developing linemen and, and good role players and good defenders and things like that, and as as they go through the program and, and go through their four years and they get good consistent teaching and and they got to get in and lift. That's just you know that's just the recipe for it. So,
2: coach, um, in the first ten games of the season, you guys threw the ball twenty one times. And then on Saturday against Watsika, you guys got two touchdown passes. Um, is this a part of the? Uh, is this something that is sort of like your secret weapon, or um, are you uh, still honing the passing game?
5: Well, yeah, um, we well our our first string quarterback got hurt week three, and our number two was out with a, with a nasty ankle injury. So we were down to our, our sophomore, and our sophomore started from week 4 uh, till now so it was kind of one of those things where we just kind of took the took the gloves off and, and and let him let him do his thing you know it was that time of year and 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 uh, he showed he could do some things and and uh, you know we, we caught him in a, in a coverage and and you know snuck some snuck some guys out and, and we were able to get some success off of it so um, we spend, you know, we spend some time practice in practice throwing the ball. We make it a priority, uh, but uh, we just we just said, okay, we got to do it. We got to do it now. Let's do it. So we did it.
1: Coach, you look at at round one, and it was a a sixty six thirteen victory, and that's that's a lot of fun. I'm sure you guys enjoyed it. And this season, there's been a lot of of similar results on the scoreboard. Last week was a challenge, close game, comeback victory. You learned more about yourselves and, and your football team last week than you did in week one. What are, the, what, what, what are the bonuses? Obviously, getting through it is the important thing, but getting a victory like that and trying times in a close game has only got to help you moving forward, am I right?
5: Yeah, you know, the kids are confident, and, and, and they're battle-tested. We had, we had uh, last week's round two knockdown drag out uh, with Watsika, and we were able to you know keep playing and keep chopping away, keep playing good defense. We finally got some field position and that's when we were able to strike late in the game. And then uh, we were knocked down drag out week 9 against Farmington and we were able to pull that out in the second half as well. Um so so you know they're they're battle tested. They they're confident and they know they've been in tough situations and you just got to keep playing for that next play. I mean, you you're going to have a bad snap here or there. And, but you got to move forward and, and learn from it and move on because that, if you dwell on it too long, that you know it's going to creep up on you. There's going to be no snaps left. So,
3: coach, it's very rare to get three straight home games in the playoffs, especially to start them off like the way you guys have. So, one, what does it mean to have a third straight week with a home game, and what kind of uh, scares you, worries you about Newman as you get ready for them?
5: Well, it's, it's been great, you know, to have the kids stick on their own schedule. That's the big thing, you know. Uh, I think um, consistency for the kids is, is great. Um, they get to sleep in a little bit and be around familiar familiar surroundings, which is very key. Um, Newman, you know, Newman's Newman. Newman's very good. They're very physical. Uh, they got some good hard-running backs. Uh, they're playing pretty good guard defense this year, and their kicking game's excellent. You know, they don't they, – they don't they – don't, put themselves in bad situations. Um, so, you know, they're, they're very sound. Uh, and, you know, every everybody at this point in the year can block and tackle well. And it comes down to the, the minute details or a little swing of momentum here and there. So...
1: Well, Coach, we'll be honest, we're looking forward to your game because it might be chilly on Saturday, and I don't think we're going to be outside very long. <laughs> Both teams are, are probably going to be running the football, so it should be a fantastic game. Hey, we appreciate your time. I know it's a busy, busy week for you. Uh, best of luck on Saturday, and we'll talk to you soon, Coach. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for your time, guys. Well, let's talk a little bit about Knoxville right now because, Cuff, you kind of, we, we talked about it a little bit during the, the interview, but they hadn't been tested that much or in that close a game. There was a game late in the year, help me out, Stockwell. Farmington. Farmington. Farmington, where they came back and won that game. But besides that, they had been dominant. And I think that game last week and the way they won that game is going to help them this week kind of become prepared and be ready for things. Well, absolutely, and he and he talked about it in, in the interview
3: where they had a sophomore quarterback step up, and he's been playing since week four, and all year we've talked about how great their ground game is, and rightfully so. I mean, they get the ball and they churn out the yards, but when you're down two scores, you've got to figure something out. They did, and they did it through the air by scoring two touchdowns. They finally get that third one on the ground, and that sealed the deal. So, one, it shows how good their defense was in the second half, and two, this team wasn't worried about being down. Two scores. They were like, you know what? We, we have confidence in ourselves. We're the number
1: one seed for a reason. And they went out and proved it. Chip, your eyes kind of lit up when he mentioned the sophomore quarterback. Well, you lose your starter, then you lose your backup. And when he mentioned that, you're that, that's that's a tough situation to be in. Giving them even more credit to where they're at. Still. Oh,
0: absolutely. I think you know. I think you got to talk about the character of the kid. I mean, as a sophomore coming in yeah. on a team that's you know top ranked. I mean, talk about the pressure of Knoxville being on right. you. For that coaching staff to handle him probably the way they've done and gotten to this point, I think it's that's tremendous, really. I mean, and it's a, it's a lot to say about the staff. It's a lot to say about the kid in particular. I mean, everything and how close-knit these guys are. I will say this, knowing Newman and knowing what Brandon does up front, you don't want to play from behind as a sophomore quarterback going <laughs> yeah. in and playing yeah. against the Newman's defense.
2: Knoxville really got rocked early. They gave up two touchdown passes Here on the comes first negative Nelly. This is what I about every... They gave up really two... Really quick to well, point I, at the pad. Can I... Thank you. They had two... This <laughs> uh, They gave up two touchdowns, uh, two touchdown passes on the first two drives. They were down 14-0 in the first quarter. They were rocked. It could have been easy for them to fold up shop, and that defense came out, did not allow another score, and really stabilized the field of the game and allowed the offense to work its way back in for the, and this is almost a battle of experience versus inexperience when you look at it, Knoxville is in their fourth quarterfinal of all time their last time was 2004 they haven't won a quarterfinal game since 1988 Newman this is their 18th quarterfinal they are eight they are 10 and 7 in the quarterfinal round wow. and they've been in the quarterfinals the last 4 years so Newman's experience in getting there versus Knoxville's relative inexperience could be a factor. And you, the majority
1: of those, probably all of them, were under Coach Mike Poposi. Yes, they uh, all were. Now this one is under a new head coach, and we're excited to have him join us right now.
3: We're now joined by Sterling Newman, first-year head coach, Brandon Kretzmer. And uh, Coach Kay. just kind of talk about this year for you. When you started and took over this program, did you anticipate this run? And what has this run meant for you in your first year here at Sterling Newman?
6: Um, it's been a lot, again, taking over for Coach Poposi and a program like Newman. Uh, obviously, there's a little pressure just with how successful the program and how uh, Coach Poposi has been successful. So, um, again, stepping in, uh, the foundation was laid, and uh, there wasn't a lot of work to do. It's not like I, uh, I had to build up a program or anything like that. But, again, there's just that uh, kind of pressure that we made the playoffs for 20-something uh years in a row, so there was always a little pressure, but, uh, again, I'm blessed to be where I'm at, and, again, I'm I'm loving every minute of
1: it. Coach, you you talked about the pressure, and, I mean, it's a state powerhouse. It's a a team that people expect to to make long runs. Um, Is it gratifying? Is it a relief? How how do you feel after, you know, getting to the quarterfinals? I know this isn't the ultimate goal and and the last step, but is there a sense of satisfaction, or, or what's your feelings right now, I guess, after having that success in year number one?
6: again just uh like I said before, blessed again uh again to be one of the last eight teams in uh two a playing and uh being able to play late in november it's just uh it's humbling to be honest with you again uh kind of just surreal uh at this point, again, being a first-year head coach, uh, again, being only 31 years old and uh, just being around the kids and around coaches like Chip and whatnot, uh, again, yeah, I'm really blessed. And uh, the kids just make it fun, My, like Coach Poposi always said. And the kids make it fun. And uh, just being able to teach and uh, coach at a school like Newman, uh, but able to make it as far as we have is is a blessing. But hopefully we're not done yet.
0: All right, Brandon, uh, it goes without saying uh, how proud I am of you and the, the, the mutual respect that we have for each other has been been pretty outstanding here. It's been quite a rivalry here in the, in the playoffs for us. Um, I'm just c- kind of curious about your your week of preparation. I know we talked about some things uh, kind of off the air here a little bit about what you guys are doing, kind of some unique things. And Just to let you know, everything that you say, I'm writing down just so uh, you, you understand that. For us to get to the le- next level or to where we want to go, it goes through you guys. And don't think that w- we haven't got you circled. But um, if there's anything you kind of want to elaborate on on how the week of practice has gone for you guys and anything get you're tr- you're doing to get your kids ready to go.
6: Yeah. Uh, again, Chip, like it's, like you said, mutual respect. Again, I always hate playing against you. You're a great offensive mind, and you do a great job with your program. But uh, one thing, we, uh, again, I kind of started this year, and the kids have really bought into. On uh, Mondays, since we've had so many uh, Saturday games, is we don't even touch the field on Mondays. We've been doing yoga. Uh, one of our teachers is pretty much a yoga instructor, and uh, she volunteered. And one uh, one of the Mondays after a Saturday game, I, the kids did it, and I, uh, they they love it. They said it helps get the soreness out. But again, being a high school kid can be stressful, and they have a lot of things on their mind. And uh, it's it's about an hour long, and they just clear their minds and. Um, then feel better on Tuesday, and then uh, we go watch film after that. And then, uh, again, it's just regular days. Again, uh, as you know, Chip, you've been coaching longer than I have, but the contact is down. We don't really do any live hitting or anything like that, and we just try to uh, break it down segment by segment. Uh, Again, we always start with special teams, and I think that's uh, one of the biggest um, assets of our team is we take uh, special teams uh, seriously, again, uh, every aspect. And I think, against Gibson, that was a big part of the uh, us being able to win. We pinned them deep inside the 20, I think, five times. Had a kickoff return for a touchdown and then from there we'll go uh, offense and defense and then um, just finish with Corey's tree which uh, obviously I think uh, you guys have did a, a new story on. That's just a special place, sacred place uh, within our program.
1: Coach, uh, don't let don't let Chip fool you. He's googling yoga yoga instructors as we speak, <laughs> so they'll be doing yoga out in Orion very very when soon. When you get when you get to the semis like every, or the state every, championship
0: every game, I'll have about day, five day. different numbers there yeah. when just bringing them in. I might even actually steer your lady from you and have her come in. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm telling you, the kids have bought the kids have bought in every every night after the game. I said, you guys still want to do yoga on Monday, and it's unanimous yes. Whatever hey, whatever the kids are enjoying, it's obviously been doing something right. Absolutely.
2: Okay, Coach, um, in the final 10-33 uh, of the game against Gibson City, Mavel and Sibley, you did not give them the the ball. You held it for the final 10-33. Talk a little bit about uh, the discipline that it takes for a l- drive of that uh, length and the patience it takes to continue that dr- uh, drive like that.
6: Uh, again, that's just blue machine football. It's been that way for 40 years, and even though it's my first year, again, we just wanted to uh, continue uh, that kind of tradition and Uh, As good as our defense has been uh, over the last several years, our best defense is always our offense. Again, if you could keep the ball out of a potent offense's hands like Gibson's or uh, the Chargers um, like Orion, uh, again, the less time they have the ball, the less – stress I have to be calling the defense and whatnot. But uh again, that's awesome and we told the backs we're like we don't need a home run. Just get what you can, get five yards at a time and uh that's what they did. Uh, they were trying to strip the ball, but the backs had two hands on the ball and uh again we dropped uh drove it all the way down to I think the one and then we were able to take a knee. But again the discipline of the line uh, not jumping outside again. They were trying to get us to jump, and uh, again, especially now with the new forty-second play clock, you're pretty much able to run one play a minute. Uh, the kids did a great job uh, executing.
3: Coach, I know uh, beating GCMS was a, was a big deal for all the all the guys, but. This team's not satisfied with that. So talk about Knoxville, because I know they're very similar to what you guys are as far as a ground team. They like to pound it right at you and hold on to the ball like you're saying. So what do you know about them? How do you game plan for Knoxville?
6: Uh, Like you said, it's almost a mirror image of us, a lot of wishbone, uh, but they will run double wing and uh, some power wing sets. They got three really good backs. They got some uh, big offensive linemen that can move. Um, and then the thing is, I don't know exactly what they'll do against us defensively. With uh, again, most of the teams they play are spread, so uh, it's going to be it's going to be a physical game. They they're big, they're physical, they play hard, uh, they block to the whistle, and uh, it, it should be a good one. It's going to be a quick one with uh, not many, uh, not much throwing going on. So it's going to be whoever can uh, limit their mistakes and. Uh, Take advantage of the line of scrimmage and hopefully get some takeaways. I think that's what's going to come down to uh, seeing who pulls it out.
0: Well, I, I got to say, is Stocking says, he keeps digging at me. He had to bring up the managing the clock for 10 minutes there, bringing that stat up because that's exactly what you guys did to us. I mean, <laughs> keeping our no huddle off the field. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, I thought it was just going to get treated nice as I came in here. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. <laughs> Hey, do you think going to Knoxville, playing on that on the grass, is, is that going to be a, much of an effect as a part? Or are, you, we're at Knoxville, N- right? We're at
1: Newman. Yeah. No, it, we're
3: it's, at it's at Knoxville,
1: yeah. It's at oh, Knoxville. Is, Knoxville?
0: is that, is okay. that going to be much of an effect to you guys? I mean, I know how fast you guys are on that turf.
1: Uh,
6: again, I think any time, especially late in the playoffs, especially about an hour and a half trip, I mean, we're always worried about that. And just, again, we've been home the first two Uh, playoff games and our our, uh, last uh, regular season game was home, so we really haven't been on the road for a while, so that's always a a, a kind of question mark how we're going to get off the bus and whatnot, but um, I don't think so. I think, again, these kids are pretty fired up to be in the quarterfinals um, again, but we're not satisfied, so uh, hopefully next two days we're able to get out on on some grass and run around and just execute, but uh, again, I think Saturday is supposed to be close to 40 and whatnot. So it's going to be a good atmosphere again. Chip, i watching them on film, their field looks a lot like your guys's. Again, it has the four stands and the cornfield in the back. So as soon as I turned <laughs> it on, I thought I was watching you guys. So I haven't been there, but. Oh, uh, well, they're way or, bigger uh, than us. I, I think our kids <laughs> are focused in.
1: Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking some time for us. I know it's an extremely busy week for you, so to, to join us here on the Score Podcast, we definitely appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Uh, best of luck against Knoxville, and we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, guys. All right, good luck, brother.
6: Thank you. I appreciate it, Chip.
1: So great to co- talk to Coach Ketzmer and, and, and an exciting time for him. And you, you hear in his voice and, and the way he talks, you hear who he was trained by. I mean, you, oh, can, you, you, you can hear my posting. Right? absolutely, right? absolutely. So it's, it's an exciting time for him uh, taking his first crack at a head coaching um, gig and getting his team to the quarterfinals with a team and a program that Stockpile had mentioned is somebody who's used to being there, been there, done that, and, and expecting to do it. Chip, you got to play them twice, unfortunately, uh,
3: in, in three weeks. Right. Um, so you know them pretty well. But I mean, you even you mentioned how... Proud you are of Coach Kretzmer. I mean, it, that fraternity of coaches. You guys are all pretty close. I mean, what does it mean to have a new guy like that step in at a program that has so much tradition, and then you see him do so well? Well,
0: honestly, it kind of stinks because I know he's going <laughs> to be around for a while. Right? Now, no, I, he, I, I'm really, I'm really happy for him. I mean, you, you know, we talked earlier about being a young coach, and and I was behind a great one and got a chance to jump into his shoes. Um, and and I see that in Brandon a lot, and you know, he he's doing what. The blue machine does. Yeah. He's not trying to change, right. you know, reinvent the wheel over there. But you can see a little bit of his stamp on it, and and I think that's always pretty neat when you when you kind of take a look at that. Uh, I think that's great for the kids. He's a great young defensive mind, and we've had some great great battles, um, mm-hmm. you know, here in the past. And um, he's he's kind of gotten to us, right? And everything's going to go through there. Now, he, here the interesting part to me is is they like to dictate things on defense. Like you sure. they get you behind the chains or if you can't win first down, they can kind of really put you in a bind. Can Knoxville win first down? Yeah. And that's gonna be the key on both sides okay. of the ball. But I think you know especially you got a young quarterback, they're gonna bring pressure um, it, it should be a really, really dynamic game as far as a chess match goes. You might not see the, the aerial attack or the, all that stuff, but it might a real, be the quickest, real, quickest, quickest oh, God, game in history, yeah. right? Real, real yeah. good football, I think, is going to get played up and, in Knoxville. And they're
3: two similar teams. I mean, they're mm-hmm. both very ground-oriented, uh, one running the wishbone and the other one, guess what, running the wishbone. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be fun to watch if you like that type of football game.
2: If I, you look at Newman, the point where it could turn to them is special teams. Last week, they, they were uh, they had just given up a touchdown. Connor McBride, eighty-eight, 88 yard kickoff return for, for a touchdown, right. put the game pretty much away, twenty-one-six. Also for last week, in the first six possessions of the game for Gibson City Melville Sibley, they started on the, uh, their average start was their own eleven yard line. When you're having to force a team to go ninety yards practically just to get in, just to get down into and score, it makes it very difficult for that team to win. I. Oh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I think if Newman could do that, that will give them a, a huge advantage.
1: I, I'm not going to pick this game because I, I value both fan bases no, too much. Not, and Corey, I know, is too smart to do that as well. I'm assuming you're going to go with the three rivers. you got to go with your conference, don't you, Coach?
0: I'm just really in awe of, of Stock over here and this great intel that he has. That's pretty right good, that hasn't has it? Because I'll tell you what, like we don't talk about their special teams. Why well, don't talk about it? Because I don't want anybody else to figure out that they're really really good at that and that's how we're going to have to gain an advantage but he's spot yeah. on that that's the one thing with Sterling Newman that nobody ever really talks about is you know what they do in the kicking game i you know what, i got what, i got what, great here here i'm going to tell you i you know I, I i love brandon i love ryan no i do not get you wrong I, I have good friends on both sides but i will stay true to the track uh-huh. you know what i mean cuz hey when we when we go in and 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 try to get our shot at Newman again that you know i want that to you know not giving you and bulletin boards. Yeah, you, you know we're coming. You, yeah, yeah, you might
1: not play Knoxville for a while, so you're, you're yeah. good on that. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, he, he's such a nice guy. He's complimenting you, and you yeah. took the shots that you took, him took a at him all year. I shot at him. See,
0: I'm, that's me. I'm always the bigger person. Like, right. Everybody trashes me, but I'm always nice I to never everybody. <laughs>
1: Stockpile. Uh, I know you have no
2: fear. You'll make a pick. What do you got? Newman 20, Knoxville 14. All right. Nice. That's a
1: legit score, too. Sometimes yeah. you say like 19 to 17 yeah. and stuff that doesn't make any sense. So. Who's going for two because that's
0: what that's really going to be that's going to be the key now newman's got a really good kicker right uh, but they, they might you know with the weather and whatever the case may be yeah. i mean who's going to be able to do that
1: could come down to two point conversion. do you find yourself wanting to go to a high school football game this weekend would you will you go to a high school football well, game this weekend, I, or, I or a, do you have you know, like I, a laundry list of of honeydew stuff because you're not playing are you either? kidding me no no <laughs> no uh what no. i do you could have mine no
3: you. no
0: um no, I'm 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 lucky. My wife knows that I was married before I married her, and I'm married to this sport. So uh-huh. I know that I would go. I'm not going to. Spri- I,
1: I might. You might see me next. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What that's an interesting. Because <laughs> that be it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, one last stop on the Illinois side of the river, and it's a good one in one a. I hate to say it might be the best matchup we'll talk about because I really like Newman and 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 Knoxville. It's a great game, but you're looking at two undefeated teams that were special stories all season. Uh, we talked a lot about them on the score on the score podcast. Morrison goes on the road; they take on one Weathersfield, and I want to talk about one Weathersfield first because um, they I want to say slayed the beast last week. But that conference up there had gotten the best of the uh, Lincoln Trail for some time, and, and some some other school uh, conferences in our area as well, and. And Anawan-Weathersfield got off to a great start. They finished the job when when, when Forreston came back throwing punches, which you knew they were going to. Um, hats off to what, what Coach Willits did last week, and that's a big-time victory for Anawan-Weathersfield.
3: It's another first-year coach, too. I mean, he he stepped into a, a great situation at Anawan-Weathersfield where Coach Johnston leaves, and what does he leave him? He probably leaves him one of the best quarterbacks, small-school quarterbacks in the state in, in Colton Quagliano. Yeah, I, I think, I mean,
1: there's... Big school ones are in the conversation, but hey, but, but hey, small hey. school stuff. I, yeah. I know you.
3: I know. I know. Jer- <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> Ryan. I know Ryan had a great no, year, but but Colton. I mean, I mean, the things that he can do yeah. offensively does it you, on the defensive you, side as well. You asked me if I what game I would go see. This would be the one I'd go see
2: because I, I yeah. want to
0: see Colton play. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be She's totally honest, and I sure. know how good that Morrison defense is. I want to see, you know, how, how this is. And I know Coach, I have a lot of respect for what Coach Willis does offensively. So, you know, anything that we can kind of steal from them, I'm really I'm really excited. to. I, I would go see him play.
1: You do have a lot of respect for him, so we're going to be happy to join and to have him join us right now. Happy to be joined now by the head coach, first-year head coach of the Anna 1 Weathersfield Titans. Um, coach Logan Willets joins us now. Coach, um, it, it's been a fun first season is it what you expected? Before we talk playoffs and and what's going on, is this what you expected when you got this group of kids that the expectations obviously were high? Did it meet your expectations of what was going to happen your first season?
7: Um, It definitely exceeded my expectations. I knew we had a pretty good group of guys coming back, um, and I had no question in terms of their commitment. Um, but, But the level of play that we've kind of, uh, growing into it has just been tremendous um, and it, it all goes to the kids they've worked their tails off uh, to get us to this point um, and, and kind of exceed my expectations and our coaching staff's expectations as well.
3: Coach, going through the LTC, obviously you had some really uh, knockdown, down drag them out games, and then last week you go up to Forreston, a uh, defending state champ, uh, a team that has a lot of tradition. You jump out early on them, but yet you see your guys battle back and get a nice comfort behind win. What did that mean to this group, and how has that prepared them for moving forward and playing a, a really tough Morrison team in uh, the quarterfinals here?
7: I think it was a good, you know, preview for the way the rest of these playoffs could work out. You know, nothing's going to be easy. Everybody from this point on is good, and everybody last week was good. Forreston was a phenomenal football team. Um, They were very physical. They were very fast. um, They were aggressive, and it was kind of fool's gold a little bit early. Um, Jump out to that lead, and I think we got a little bit too comfortable. Um, And we gave up a touchdown right before half, and they came out in the second half and just kind of took it right down the field on us, and it was a reality check um, that we needed to continue to kind of read our keys and we couldn't just uh, rely on the lead that we had built. Um, in terms of adversity, uh, we, it wasn't something that we experienced a lot this year. You know, We, we played some bad um, parts of football, portions of football in a game, uh, but consistently through entire games, uh, we kind of would put teams away, uh, even if it was late, where, where we had a nice, comfortable lead. And um, to battle back against Forreston was huge. You know, defending state champs, their place, the, the the conference that they're in, the North Upstate Illini Conference, um, and, and the publicity that they have, uh, so it, so it was a big moment for us and our kids. Um, and obviously, I'm, I was ecstatic that we could come back and win. Um, part of my part of my heart probably wasn't uh, doing so well. I wish we could have just held on to that big lead early, but um, I'm glad that we we righted the ship and kind of got things figured out there.
2: Coach, uh, last week Colton Quaglia 451 total yards of offense. <laughs> Um, and then you guys had gut-check time there in the fourth quarter. Talk about how you think that gut-check drive, last drive, you had to have it, touchdown to win the game, is going to hold forward for you guys in this round and uh, further on down the playoff road.
7: Colton's a gamer. Um, I put him in a bad position kind of right before that touchdown drive and, and did, you know, um, tried to do a little bit of funky option stuff and we did it to the boundary and a kid made an interception on a ball that um, was totally my fault um, and I told him when he kind of came off there uh, you're going to get another chance you know you're going to have one drive that, c- that could make or break this game um, I said don't worry about this one uh, that was going to give him the lead they took the ball over at like the six yard line um, I said we're, we're you know we're going to have our chance um, and, and We need you right mentally, and he came out on that last drive, and he was just dealing. Um, I I think we went uh, 75 yards, um, and I think all 75 of them were in the air. Um, We hit Cale Nelson a couple times, um, and just for some some big gains. Um, So the mentality that he had, you know, uh, he's he's so strong-willed as a kid, Um, just absolutely tremendous. He's a gamer uh, in every sport that you have. And, you know, it, it, it's huge for him um, because it was, it was easy at times this year. So to, to see him struggle and battle through it, um, we, we like what that does for us. Obviously, we appreciate and um, we hope that everything's a peak all the time. But we know that as high school football coaches and a high school team, um, that's not going to be the case. So for him to be able to come back um, and lead us right back down the field and, and take the lead uh, in, in a moment like that was, was huge for him at that time and for us moving forward.
0: Hey, Coach, this is Coach Filler here. Uh, hey, i gotta, I got to answer a question real fast so you can tell Coach Schmidt, your D.C., um, he kept texting me how Morrison got 35 points on us in Week 9. I want to let you know they're really, really fast and they're really good. Okay, so he can stop texting me. I'm, I'm, that's that's going to be my answer. Uh, hey, no, I have a question right. for you. I get asked this a lot. Um, you're a great offensive young coach. Um, I Semi-have a reputation of knowing a little bit what to do on that side of the ball. How fun is it to have a quarterback like Colton running your show for you?
7: Oh, it makes my life easy. Um, uh, You know, since I kind of took over the offense here, we've had a pretty good run of quarterbacks. Um, And, and, I mean, I'm not not trying to step on anybody's toes, but I think the guy we have right now uh, might be the best one that we've had. Um, And and it just makes play calling um, so fun uh, because he can do so many things. The experience that he has, we've been able to, to build on things. You know, he kind of started there as a freshman, and I was a little hesitant to do too much with him um, because I wanted him to be able to play fast and execute and make the reads. Uh, but as he's developed, so has our offense. Um, and, and this year it's been it's been incredible. Um, what he's been able to do, um, what I can rely on him to do, the things that he'll come over and talk to me about on the sidelines, um, he's, he's taken that next step. Um, and, and that's what's allowed us as a team to be the way we are. But, um, you know, when you're in a position like you or like I have been and you have that kid at quarterback, um, it makes every, everything else so fun and just it seems like it's so easy sometimes.
1: Coach, the, the scary part for other teams and the nice part for you is he's only a junior. He's one of those kids that we feel like we've been calling his name so much. That like if I had a dollar for every time I called Colton Quillin on his name, I'd I'd be able to retire. And and we get to do it for you know the rest of this season, and then obviously into next year as well. We we coached, we talked to Coach Kretzmer earlier in the podcast, and you know we were talking about how you know, younger guy, thirty one years old, you're a younger guy. Is it is, is? Do you guys ever find it hard relating to an old guy like Chip? I mean, he's he's <laughs> old he's, guy. He's <laughs> that's where I'm at now. He's just Logan, the, that's uh, where I'm at. Yeah, he's just one of the old guys, isn't he? <laughs>
7: Yeah, you know, Chip. Chip's not an old guy, but he's been around for a long time. I've obviously known him uh, for quite a while, and we respect what they do. Chip, I, I would never call you old. I don't know what those guys are seasoned doing. Seasoned or wise? Uh, I I'll, I'll take old. that. How about that?
1: He says. He says seasoned, seasoned or wise. He's that's yeah. what he's going with. There
7: you go. Little dust yeah, on the bottle. He, he's seasoned. He, he. He's got that experience. I remember. I remember doing some seven-on-seven stuff with him uh, when Coach Johnson was still here, and obviously I, I tried to kind of watch what they were doing. Um, they have a great program, and, and um, he does have a lot of experience. Um, you know, as a first-year head coach, I don't I don't think things could start any better uh, for my career than they have this year um, with, the, with the group of guys that I inherited and the way that we've come out and played. Um, so I, I'm not as seasoned or experienced. I'm just kind of um, going off the cuff right now, but um, hopefully – over time, I, I gather the reputation that, that a guy like Chip has.
3: Coach, uh, off-the-cuff is patent. You can't use that. That's my term. Um, oh, that's true. That's my fault. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Hey, just want to ask you real quick about Morrison because uh, we've seen them all year, and we know how fast they are. So how are you trying to replicate that or, or get your team ready for what they could anticipate as far as the team speed that Morrison has?
7: You know, we're, we're just um, – we're going to rely on our strengths as well. You know, we think our defense does a pretty good job at reading their keys. We have some pretty good players on the edge with a Brady Kelly and a Reese Grip who have been consistent for us at trying to box some things in. Um, you know, Morrison's dynamic, uh, probably the most dynamic offense that, that we're going to see. Uh, Forston was a ground and pound right at you, and, and Morrison's going to be dynamic, and they're going to be fast. Um, but one of the traits that we think we have, when you when you got guys like Julian Samuels, like Isaac Shaw, we think we have some pretty good team speed as well. Um, so it's going to be nice because uh, we think that, you know, some of our strengths are, are some of their strengths as well. So it, it's, it's obviously something that we're a little bit hesitant and worried about, um, but we know that, uh, you know, our kids fly around too. Uh, um, and they're, they're going to they're gonna try to do whatever we can to try to contain Morrison. They're going to get some big plays. Um, they get it every game, you know, uh, 15-yard run, 20-yard passes. You consistently see them. Just busting off these big plays, um, and we're just going to try to contain them to the best of our ability. And at the end of the day, um, we tell our kids all the time, um, especially late in this, you know, in the playoffs, you just got to make one more play than the other team. Um, so you know, we can bend and not break. But at the end of the day, if we can just make that one extra play, we're going to like where we're at.
1: Coach, I'll tell you what, we thank you not just for coming on with us tonight but for, for getting the job done to get to this point because when the brackets came out, we kind of circled a quarterfinal showdown that could possibly happen between yourselves and Morrison, two fun teams that we got to watch all year. So we wish you the best of luck. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm positive the entire town is going to be um, in your stadium on Saturday, 1 o'clock start. Um, we wish you the best. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait to see it, and we'll talk to you soon.
7: Awesome. Thanks, guys.
1: So, yeah, I don't think you're that old. I just meant that you're like seasoned. You're like a wily veteran.
0: Jeez, go back to my age again. Huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we mentioned that, and I, I'm not joking when I say that to him, Quentin am quoting as a kid that if I, and we still have a year and, and a few more games, right. and basketball season as well. And baseball. I mean, just a competitive kid that gets after it and everything he does, um, those are the type of kids, Coach, that I know you love to coach and love to be around.
0: Oh, man, anytime you have a, a three-sport athlete, um, it, it's, it's great. I mean, you, you want kids to excel in everything, and everything I've heard about this kid. Uh, I haven't had an opportunity. I watched him play junior high basketball, and he dominated the game. I haven't yeah, had a chance right. to see him play. Won a state title in eighth yep, grade. Yep.
1: actually stacking him real tight. Are, are they? Yeah. yeah, I haven't
0: seen him play f- uh, quarterback. And like I said, I'd really, really like to. Because Look, here's what I, I know. I know our quarterbacks that have gone through the last ten years in Oregon are really, really good. Dawson Schuenberg, Colton Schulenberg, the Matson brothers, all those guys, Ryan Youngworth. I want to see where this kid compares or stacks up to ours. Because sure. I, re- I really think that we, we are you – know,
1: I, I think
2: it's quarterback Qu- you at all. there we
1: go. It's right. quarterback high.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, go ahead, Steph. You got your hand raised. Yes.
2: I think he's not just the best small school quarterback in the state of Illinois. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks, period. That's what I was, yeah. In the okay. state of Illinois. You look at what he did last week against Forreston 408 yards passing, four touchdown passes. Um, he ran for 43 yards. So that's 451 total yards. They gained as a team. 461 yards, so he had a hand in almost all of those yards. Then you look at his receivers. Isaac Shaw, seven catches, 216 yards, three touchdowns. Um, You also had a big game from Julian Samuels, 85 yards of receiving. Those receivers plus him makes that offense so dynamic. And we've talked about their offense to the point where we've forgotten about their defense. But their defense has played well, and last week they were down Gut check drive, final drive, got to do it, and they did it. The defense is, is always something that gets overlooked by Anawan-Weathersfield because their offense is
3: so good. They will get tested this week. Uh, you know firsthand, how, Chip, how, how fast Morrison is. Um, but like like uh, Coach Willett said, they, he thinks their defense is pretty good on the ends. They're going to try to control that speed. they got some guys that, that he feels that can match up speed-wise with them. It's just going to be, uh, can they do it? I mean, nobody else has seemed to be able to do it to
1: this point. Can they do it in this game? The moxie of that kid, though, though of Colton Quaggler. Oh, absolutely. To, go, to do those stats, and then to add on to that that, oh, by the way, he did that on the road at Forreston. The defending, defending, state, defending state champion Yeah. yeah. That's in amazing. a hostile environment at night, and he went in there and, and, and had and, and had that type of performance the Duke and Ball. He's really, Absolutely. really good. On the other side of things, because we talked about anyone one Wethersfield and how special of a season they had, it was a really fun year for Morrison as well.
3: We're now joined by the Morrison head coach, Ryan Odding, and coach, in your second year here, when you started this journey back in preseason in August, did you see this team in the quarterfinals when you first lined up for your first practice this year?
8: Well, I, you know, I don't know if I saw that far out. I certainly saw that we had some talent, some potential, and, and you know, we are certainly hoping to be at this point at this time of the year, but... You know, I'd be awful good if I had a crystal ball and could have told you that
1: for sure. <laughs> Coach, when did you realize, you know, this could be special, and this the, obviously throughout the year the, the, the defense played so well, the offense and the speed, when did you see the ingredients of a, a state quarterfinal, heck, maybe state semifinal, maybe state championship type team?
8: Well, you know, about the middle of the season when we played Fulton pretty well, and, and Newman, I thought, you know, maybe we could be on to something there, so... You know, we had a tough test there at the end of the year with the as well. And, and how we played, we are we're we're pretty pleased with those efforts. and You know, so anything, uh, the sky's the limit right now, I guess.
0: Hey, Coach, uh, I know firsthand uh, how fast that team is and how fast that defense is. Uh, you're going up against a great quarterback in Anwan Weathersfield. Uh, is there anything you've got up your sleeve that maybe uh, kind of control him or at least keep, try to keep him in check?
8: Well, you know, like you said, he's a nice looking amp he runs well. He throws well. Um, we're going to try to keep him inside in the pocket, of course, and not let him break contained. But, uh, you know, we're looking at a few wrinkles maybe to, to try to, to do that a little better. But, you know, we're going to just do what we've done all year and try to get to the football and fly around. And hopefully we can uh, be on the right end of the scoreboard when the time comes.
2: Uh, coach. In the two playoff games, you've run for 741 yards of rushing. Um, How does that uh, running attack help not only the pass attack, but help your fine defense?
8: Well, you know, we've we've really started to use Riley Wilkins a little bit more here towards the end of the year, pounding up the middle. Um, A lot of people know our speed with Keegan Anderson and some of the other backs trying to get outside. and They've started to play us on the edge a little differently, so you know, we we ran in between the tackles a little bit more here, but uh, hopefully that allows us to uh, throw a little bit more this weekend. But who knows what's going to happen. You know, uh, Nate Helms has done a nice job at quarterback for us. We haven't had to throw a ton, but when we have, we've been fairly successful. So we'll certainly try mixing mix in a little bit more throwing this week.
1: Coach, obviously, Morrison, no stranger to success. A couple state championships you know, in 09 and in, in 2011, what has this season been like at that school in that community? Obviously, no stranger to success, but a, a hungry community who, who's who's wanted it and and are now getting it. It's got to be just a fun time in town and and around that school right now.
8: It certainly has. The community's been great. You know, there's there's signs all over town that. They've rallied around, you know, supporting us. Uh, The school's been great. Our staff's been great. You know, uh, it is an exciting time. and You know, uh, football in in small towns, it's a big thing. And and we're just happy that we can provide a little bit of, you know, uh, joy and and, uh, entertainment for our community. And and we're pleased to be doing it. We're glad we're getting an opportunity to do it one more time Saturday for sure.
3: Coach, what does it say to have – six teams initially i believe it was six teams from the three rivers that made the playoffs and there's three still alive into the quarterfinals what does it say one about that conference and i guess the level of competition has obviously got you ready to play week to week doesn't it
8: yeah our conference is tough i mean you know we got we got some four and five teams that i think are, are awful good teams that didn't get into playoffs you know um, our five and four schools in our conference, you know, you run a gauntlet every week and to get to that fifth win. It, it's a difficult path. You know, last year, we were two and seven. And if I look back at three or four games, I'd be one that we were just probably maybe 10 to 15 points away from being a five-win team too. And in our conference, it, 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 it's something you got to be ready. And it certainly prepares you for week in and week out battles. Um, you know, we've mentioned some of those schools already. And and they have rich traditions, like I said, the Newmans, the Oriens of the, of, of the recent years, and, and Rockridge has had some talent. So it certainly prepares you for the playoff run, and, and uh, you see a lot of different offenses and defenses. And So it's a, it's a nice thing to have uh, that conference schedule being so tough.
0: Hey, I know you got two big supporters um, as former coaches, and Coach Bielema and Coach Dolan uh... – as Greg or, or Corey made it down to your office and kinda like kinda lets you know what to prepare you for for this journey. I know you also you've been on some great staffs, but I know those guys that's have a hard time, especially Dolan to keeping his mouth shut. Has he been down there to kinda <laughs> kinda give you some advice?
8: Uh, he, he's done a pretty good job just being A D, but we do talk quite often, you know, and and you know, Corey now principal in our building, we talk a little bit but they're busy doing some of the administrative ends, but you know, we do on occasion get together and talk a little bit about it. you know. So, yeah, it's nice to have the ex-coaches in the building and guys who've been through the battles and have gone to the state championship as well to bounce ideas off of And From time to time, we certainly do that. So that's an advantage.
1: Coach, we really do appreciate you taking the time. We want to thank you for, for what you've done for us this, this year. It's been a lot of fun covering you. You've, you've stayed late at the, at the uh, stadium to chat with us on the score, um, keeping you up later than, than normal. So, um, And then joining us this week, we appreciate everything you do for us, and we wish you the best of luck. Looking forward to a fantastic game between yourselves and Anawan Weatherfield coming up on Saturday. Thanks again, Coach.
8: That you do for us and support in our community
1: and the great game of football. Thank you guys. Great to talk to, to Coach Adding. And, and they were doing, there was something on Facebook, I think Greg Armstrong brought up today. And they were, I don't know if there was an actual vote or a poll and if he was on it or not, but it said um, it was voting for the high school coach of the year in Illinois. And Greg Armstrong put above it, shared it, and said it's got to be Coach Odding going from 2-7 and seven to 11-0 and, and still counting. Sure. I mean, what he's done in the coaching job that he's done when, and the job that he's done with that program, I, and I don't know the specifics of it to get in, I don't want to get into say anything that's not correct, but... It wasn't too long ago that they were worried about football at, at Morrison. Their numbers just surviving simply weren't yeah. there. And I and right. I want to overreact and say it was going to go away forever and all that kind of stuff, but they were really low on numbers and everything else and what that organiza- what that program has done and what Coach Otting has done. And, and you've seen it firsthand, uh, Chip. I mean, he's, they, they've done a fantastic job. Oh,
0: yeah, just the turnaround, I think, in a year. I mean, the talent was there. I mean, every, everybody knew that this was coming. Um, as far as you know, when you see him in their JV play, and, but you still have to coach that talent, and I think he and his staff have done a great job in that. They are extremely fast, and they are—I mean, both sides of the ball—they can really get after it. So, I mean, it's going to be—I'm uh, again—I'm—I'm I'm pretty interested to see. Now, that, that's just a, a—it's a, it's a dynamic matchup.
2: I mean, they can—they can
0: get—they can, get, can get up and go. So, we'll—we'll we'll see.
2: Getting back to your point though about Morrison almost dropping down. There was a very uh, lot, a lot of talk that they were either going to go to the Northwest Upstate Illini Conference or maybe the Lincoln Trail. I know at the same time Riverdale was talking about going to the Lincoln Trail or the Northwest Upstate Illini. So for them to be on the verge of almost leaving the conference that they helped find found and to this is almost night and day. Because you you don't like Morrison as a Riverdale guy, no, right? No, I like everybody. But that was your. that <laughs> but, 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 wait, you, but but when but when you were at Riverdale, we d- were the they went we were the team we wanted to beat them, yeah. right? Yeah. So you did, they were our rivals. They, they were they were the rivals. They were they were they were Chip Filler back in the day. They the <laughs> people you didn't like. Oh, they <laughs> they were, the, they really were nice. the, yeah. yeah. Wait a minute No. They were the, <laughs> they were the team that was the one that them and Newman were the two teams that you wanted to beat. I'm just trying to get through.
0: Every story has to have a great villain. It's okay. I'll be that guy. I know. I know, Coach.
1: I know Coach has dabbled in WWE wrestling, and everybody oh, yeah. needs a, a heel. I'll take the heel. Yeah. Hey. Ric Flair I'll, was a hey, fantastic look. heel. Hey, Shawn Michaels, my favorite wrestler, when he's okay.
0: at, his, at his best, he was a heel. Is and that, he that your guy? Oh, my God. Love him.
1: That's my favorite. My, yeah, that's, man, him, man, I love Chip. Yeah, right Even on, Even more. Baby. My goodness. We,
0: hey, we on Thursdays, we, we we play the theme music and come walking down the ramp. No, you it. don't. Seriously. Where? At Orion on Thursdays during our walkthrough. No why doubt. Am I, baby. Why come are on, I there? you got to come out and do it. Are oh, yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, you should well, do see you our, come down to, oh, yeah. to Shawn Michaels? See, oh, I'm just, just all, all our coaches. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs>
1: yeah, love it. You guys <laughs> got to come out. Do you, gonna be a lot of cool stuff. Does anybody, yeah. does anybody do The Undertaker?
0: No, no, no. We're uh, all Shawn Michaels fans.
1: Why do I have a feeling it's just you and two other dudes... <laughs>
0: No, no, you should see the kids. <laughs> okay, so, the, okay, kids the kids are, are looking at us like, "What in the heck is going on? Who is this guy?" Oh, we man. showed him some degeneration <laughs> X videos, and one of our one of our freshmen, Cole Krasper, he's running back kicks, he's like, he goes, "When?" Because all they do is talk, you know. And some of he's like, "When do they fight?" And are these two together? Are they like together, together? Like between Shawn Michaels and Triple H? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to go through and explain to him
1: exactly what's I, going on. I what wish about Hulk oh I yeah. wish, I wish, I wish <laughs> Greg Armstrong was here to talk oh, about would oh, it. Oh, bully, be loving life. Oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, this is gonna get way sidetracked the wrong way. But the the video that you put on Facebook. Um, about we ain't going nowhere, yeah. right? Because we're about ba- that. Just that's my that's my that's that's my era. That's my that's my that that music is right there with me. You see all the you see all my kids. They don't know anything
0: about that. No, no you're, rap-
1: here, you're rapping every oh, word, man. and yeah. they're just like kind of bopping <laughs> along with like, you. I can't. That, you were, the, you were the leader in all that. Stocking.
0: we're talking about wrestling and, can, and wrestling, we, What we're do you talking, want to get back to this? Wait, wanna, sh-
2: can, we're talking about wrestling and rap. You're about ready to leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> can I uh, get this train back on the... Oh, on the right, I liked where it was going. yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but um, Morrison last week beat Hiawatha 44-12. to 12. You, you look at Riley Watt, Wilkins, 73 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Keegan Anderson, had 157 yards rushing, plus a TD reception. Um, Hunter Newman had... Um, 133 yards rushing and a touchdown. As a team, they had 394 yards. That's a week after they had run for 347 against uh, uh, Ridgewood. Nate Helms this week also, 102 yards passing and a a, a touchdown. Morrison is very good offensively. It's going to be a very tough game for Anwan Weathersfield. This could be the game of the week, though. We haven't done our, like...
1: Our swings on who's going to what games and all that kind of stuff. But, and I'm sitting here because I f- like to feel like, besides Cuff, I'm like the Wiley veteran. They can kind of pick where I get to go. I don't know where I want to go.
3: No. There's some I, good I, I c- ones. I kind of want to go
1: to Knoxville because I think it's going to be a quick game. <laughs> 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 so that would get me out of Either one. way. But, but I mean, either, I mean, that's, this is going to be
0: so much fun I to watch. I think this one's going to be dynamic. This one's going to be one, a good one. Yeah. High scoring or
1: low scoring in this I one? I think it's going to be high scoring. High really scoring. Do.
0: Okay. I really do. I think there's too many athletes on the field on both sides of the ball. Yeah,
1: right. um, I won't make you make a pick because I know you like Coach Willits and, and and you like everybody and Stockpile likes everybody, but he doesn't mind. He doesn't care making anybody mad. So all he
0: cares about is going to pick against Orion for the, well, the next. Well,
1: uh, I'm going to say right now, I bet he picks against Morrison because he
2: doesn't like Morrison because that was a rival. No, go right. ahead,
3: pick make your pick.
2: I'm going to take Anawan Weathersfield thirty to twenty four. Ooh. Ooh, that could be twenty four.
1: All right, all right. I like that one. Hey, we, we 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 have to talk about and we led with the Illinois side because we have Chip in here. But I definitely want to – there's one team left in the the state of Iowa, and it's the Bettendorf Bulldogs. And it's – I don't want to, like, do a victory lap or anything, but I think too many people counted out Bettendorf after two tough losses. And the thing you saw with Bettendorf was their two losses that they had against two really, really good teams was – I don't want to say that they – they beat themselves more than the other team beat them. And I think we saw last week they go up to the dome in the quarterfinals against Cedar Falls, and that's one thing that Coach Wiley talked to you after Bert Word's cuff is that this a type of team that like they didn't make mistakes this time, and right. and they didn't beat themselves, and when they don't beat themselves. They're one of the best football teams in the entire state. They can win this whole thing as long as they don't beat themselves, and they were really impressive. You get to see them firsthand last week. They were very impressive. The thing
3: was is Reed Shaw stepped up on the defensive side. He had an interception. He had a fumble recovery. Both of those led to points. The first one led to the first touchdown of the game, which was by Bay Boo. He had two touchdowns in the game, both out of the Wildcat, which was something we probably hadn't really seen out of uh, Bettendorf all year. So when they play mistake-free, they are really good. They're going to get tested, though, this week because Valley is the number one team in the state. Bettendorf finally got over the hump and won a game at the Dome. They hadn't won a game since 2011. Coach Wiley was tired of hearing about it. They finally won a game. But they haven't won a quarterfinal or a semifinal game since
1: 2011. Who would ask a question like that about not winning in the Dome for a while? Uh, Newspaper guy. I don't (coughs) know. Um, (coughs) But but it was a
3: really good game. They played mistake-free. They did everything they needed to do. Bay Bowie. They, they keyed on him. He still ran for 190 yards. The yeah. kid is good. You know Valley's going to key on him this week. So that's going to mean Joe Byrne, some of the wide receivers, are going to need to step up and have some big games. Valley
2: and Bett North have met four times previously in the playoffs. All four have been in the state final. So for this to be a semifinal, I mean, this is – and both have won two games. So this is sort of like game five, rubber match between them. Um, they haven't met since 2011 in the final. That was the year that they both, last time they both won a semifinal. They both are tradition-bound. You look at Harrison bay Bowie, 490 yards rushing, four touchdowns in the playoffs. Joe Byrne has thrown for uh, has 490 total yards, almost as many rushing as passing. his has uh, two total touchdowns. The thing that's helped North in the playoffs, they've made four interceptions. Those turnovers have helped them and propelled them to victory. Have Drake. they given the ball away? I don't I don't believe so. I don't I think don't, they I don't think they had a turn I don't think they no, so yeah. But um, they're,
3: they're facing a Valley team that's very dynamic offensively, yeah. defensively. Brandon Catcher has 200 uh, 1275 yards passing and they have a running back that's oh, oh, al- Mitchell. Al- almost 1,300 yards rushing. So they're, they're
2: pretty diverse as well. And in the playoffs, Mitchell has six touchdowns. He's gotten he got three touchdowns in both games. And I want to mention, we did try to reach out to Coach Wiley to talk to him. Uh, unfortunately,
3: did not return a phone call, but we wish And that's all not the a back. negative. We not, just started calling just, people today. But, but so I, like, I, don't okay. want pe- I don't want people to think, that like, oh, you didn't talk to the Bettendorf coach. Yeah. We, we tried. It just didn't work out. And he's out. So busy. He's he's busy. Get
2: it. Yeah, absolutely. Also, for Bettendorf, the key also is their rushing attack. In the two games of the playoffs, they've rushed for 740 yards. That helps them keep control of the game. And also, because they haven't fallen behind in the playoffs, they when they get ahead... They can grind and shoot clock. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, after Week 7, and they lost... It wasn't like
1: Week 7-ish that they lost yes, to... Yes, they lost in to Week 7. To, to um, Kennedy. 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 I, I thought to myself, this team is a good enough football team to win a state championship. And they had two losses by close margins and games that they led in both games. I mean, they led the Cedar Falls game into the third quarter, and they, they, they were up 12 nothing at the half against right. Kennedy. I think this is a good enough football team to, to win this week. And if they can get the job done against Valley... I would love to see them get another shot at Kennedy. I don't know if it'll happen. They've never lost to the same team twice in the year. Yeah, and I just, I, it's almost like the redemption tour, and they got one thing taken care of with Cedar Falls. I think they can win a state championship this Coach, year. Coach, do you know much about the Iowa side? They go up to the dome well, and play. Uh, and...
3: You know, no, yeah. No, <laughs>
1: I'll tell you
0: what. I, I was a I was a Bettendorf fan a year ago because of Carter. You know, okay, watching sure. Carter Bell and yeah. how close I am with Coach Bell. Um, and when he walked out the door, I kind of ah, like, you know what? Uh, I so I don't pay. Mu- I didn't pay much attention. But the one thing is, you guys are all sitting here talking, and you, you talk about us, or you talk about Newman, or you talk about anyone. weathersfield, and Now you're talking about Bettendorf, like. The, the ultimate commodity is they're always there in the playoffs right, they're right. always yeah. in the final so you can't bet against the team like that sure. you can't bet against a program like that so as you said hey you know they could win you said week seven you thought they could start winning the state championship yeah. i think that's probably what coach wiley wanted people to think hey we'll be down a little bit yeah coming early on and let me get this team a little right. bit more seasoned and get ready to go and when i watched their highlights yeah. That defense is really legit. I see sure. them, you know, as, as Stock was saying about the interceptions,
1: and then the tailback. I mean, wow. They, they I mean, got, They got a young man that might be playing up uh, with, with Logan Lee, maybe on the same defensive line someday, because Griffin, Griffin Little up, is, yeah. is really, really good, and he's got an offer for Iowa, and I don't know, I don't well, know where he'll uh, go. You know, but if I, I – if I was him, I would I would commit. That's probably
0: the best place to go is Iowa, don't yeah, you think? I sure. mean, I, I I think they're yeah. Just he's got some great tremendous. offers. I
1: think he's a. I, they, I do a, another podcast with a goofball named Tom Caker, and it seems to think that that that's where he's probably end up. So really good football team, and 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 that defense doesn't just like everything because we do these highlight shows, and highlights are usually offense, and we don't talk enough about defenses. I I thought it was fun. I don't know if you listened to our, our last podcast, but we wanted to. Yeah, you raise a rip. We we, yeah. we wanted to we <laughs> wanted to talk about Sterling's. Offensive line because we talk every week and you can fill in the blank and they rush for a boatload of yards and it's like we don't talk enough about it. so so Cuff reached out to to Coach Lemmer to find out all the offensive linemen's names because the defenses the offensive lines those those the big uglies up yeah. front don't get enough love because we show touchdowns and yep. we show the running back running in and getting glory and it's a lot of a lot of stuff that has to happen on a play and well, for yeah for I, it think, end up I think in the end anything
0: zone. up front and any and this is where this games all of these games will be really the tail. Will be told here. You know, as good as Quags is going to be against Morrison, it's going to be those linebackers and that and that defensive line, or his protection of that offensive line, that's going to make him go. And I think you could say that with any any of these games.
1: Look at some of this real fast.
0: Look! Look at these notes.
1: These are this is his note cards. Try to read that. That's what he comes Orion's into. Orion's going to get beat. No.
0: <laughs> Orion, Coach, zero, Bureau Valley, 40. Wait a minute. Wait, is there more in there that's just don't, trashness?
2: Don't, What's don't,
0: this one say? Don't, Coach don't, Filler needs is a goofy hat. What the I, heck
2: is this? I like your hat. No. This is I,
0: unbelievable.
2: I, I, I <laughs> I do have, this Coach, stopped. I do have a very uh, serious question. Oh, boy. I'll answer anything. In Iowa, they play the semifinals at a neutral site. Do you would you like to see that in Illinois a neutral site for the semis, or should they or should they have the neutral, or should it I'd be like to get to the
0: semis, and then I'll <laughs> answer that question. No, um, I, I w- No, I don't. I, I, think a neutral site's fine. But, uh, but again, you know, uh, like I'm not, I'm not worried about. It. We, we have things fixed here in Illinois, so to speak. So I'm, I don't worry <laughs> uh, about it. And
1: uh, will this be? Will we be talking about the three rivers in two years, or will we be talking about districts, or what, what's We're going, we're going
0: to be talking about three rivers.
1: I think. Don't you think so, too? I,
0: I, I think. Uh, I, I, honestly believe in my heart, of hearts, this district thing is passed. I think. Uh, you know, for the but better, I, but for the will For the better, say, or for, the for, the better or for the worse. I, I like where we're at. Okay. You know, but you know, football coaches are also creatures of habit. You know, and they would like to stay the same. If districts comes, we'll go play whoever you want me to play. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll get on the bus. Sure. So I said really, that. I don't really care. Um, does doesn't affect me, um, so to speak. I mean, you're gonna play good teams. And there's no way of getting around being a good program. You've got you've got to put in the work. You've got yeah. to put in the time. All these teams that we've talked about have done exactly the same thing. There's no one-hit wonders here. You know, you talk about Morrison going from 2-7 and seven to 11-0. To there's still a work in progress to get there. Um, and they've paid their dues. I know they're not looking for an easy road out. If they are, then they'd probably get out of our league if they would say that. But I think, you know, everybody, There's no. there's no – Easy way to win. You, you've got to earn your stripes. Right.
1: No, I would completely agree with that. Can we start a wrestling podcast with me, you, Greg, and Bully? Yeah, that'd be great. I I mean, know, awesome I, look, that seriously, <laughs> man. Right. Well, you're gonna come over and watch WrestleMania with us this issue, I know aren't you, you keep asking me. Like, I know. I, I feel, feel like, like a, I'm like a, I'm like I throw names out and everything. I'm like anger is coming over. This person's gonna be there. And he's like, Yeah. And then he just never shows yeah, up. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I he, mean, he gets busy.
0: He is my <laughs> my can my son can my my, my son he's, a, he's see, got five my, kids I here's, mean geez. here's the deal my son is John five? Cena that's crazy he's John he, who, Cena oh man he loves John Cena <laughs> so you, you walk around doing this yeah. oh you should have seen this <laughs> kid oh, well, you I can't just, see him right no you can't see you can't him can't see him <laughs> but J- Cena's not even in it anymore I know I've tried to tell him yeah. I tried to convert him over to Shawn Michaels
1: does he know it's fake he knows it's fake right what. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait,
2: Shawn Michaels is
1: retired. I-, I-, I shouldn't whoa. use that word. Not that Seth Rollins is ever going to listen to this, but oh, that's hey, something that's that he one cannot thing. Can I just say if,
0: if he listens to this, look, I want <laughs> to get together with to Seth. Because, hey, you know, Seth and I and you, being all Shawn Michaels fans, I know... That there's a lot going on there. behind <laughs> the scenes here. I don't
1: know what shift's asking, but it seems creepy. Isn't, <laughs> it, it, isn't Seth? Isn't Shawn hey, Michaels retired it, though? How about we do yeah. this?
0: Tell Seth he can come to the Thursday practice, and he can come walking down the ramp, and we'll Ooh, play his music. Yeah, um,
1: I bet he do he'll it. He'll burn it down. That's yeah. for sure. So, well, this got again way off track. So we'll continue talking wrestling off the air. But Coach, we appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you having uh, me Hey,
0: you guys were really super nice to me. I think that's all you got to do. So, Coach Hamer, if you if they ever offer you to come in here, this is how you get your redemption. Well, don't, you just come in. I and, don't know. if
1: Anything bad about I don't it know yet. if Coach Hammer will come in here be, or even listen this week because his rocks aren't playing. So, I, I, don't wow. a, I don't mean that. I don't mean that a bad way, but. Do you listen still? Even oh, yeah. Though, even though the, yeah, oh. because I I know they're, you guys are going to take a shot at me. You've called me old in here already. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? Yeah, I apologize for stocking. So, well, hey, right. it's been a lot of fun. We want to remind everybody, if you're not following us on Twitter, at um, the Score is how you follow us on Twitter. <clears throat> Make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's the easiest way to know when we do it each and every week. We hope we are doing podcasts next week. I think we will. Well, heck, we will be we for sure. because We will be doing. will at no least have what, two teams least. no matter what. So, hopefully, we have three teams to talk about and four teams as well, with Bettendorf doing well as well well so um thanks so much for joining us and coach we appreciate you coming in stockpile you're you're a good sport so tell everybody goodbye so long everybody